Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am, as always, Morten Røvik and as always, I'm here with my super duper very good friend Lars Roskil Hendriksen. Privet, Lars. Privet, good friend Morten Røvik. Good to see you as always and happy to be with our listeners and viewers out there. We always start off with a quick reminder of the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GCD or become even better GCDers. If you're new to GCD, we always recommend you go back and listen to the episodes one through six, the audio versions that are available there to get an introduction to the basics of GCD, the five steps. Today's episode number is number 102. And today's episode mm -hmm. is about choosing your GCD tool. Exactly. And by GCD tool, what do we mean, Lars? <laughs> well, in this case, it is referring to the list manager. So we yes. were discussing, so trying to walk through the different pros and cons, trying to make an episode to support people in, in choosing the right tool. Perhaps they are new to GTD and would like to find out what would work for them, or they have a lot of experience and perhaps they want to consider whether a new tool would be helpful for them to look into. Exactly. And uh, we will, uh, at some later point, come back to uh, calendars and reference material uh, tools yeah. for that. So stay tuned. Um, that is called a cliffhanger, I think, or just or a tease. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something Big like cliffhanger. that. People cannot yeah. wait. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, um, today's episode is also inspired by a conversation I have had with um, Thomas from the US. Thomas is a, um, uh, an author of books and he has recently migrated from OmniFocus to, to Apple Reminders and he, he, he likes that a lot. But we've been discussing different tools um, um, that might be interesting for him. And I thought this might be a, a good episode to talk about generally what should you look for at in a tool and um, what could be um, things you might want to consider when choosing one. So uh, I just want to show this briefly on the video. For those of you, this is in Norwegian. We will... This is a... I'm showing a sheet of paper, which will be a, a link a linked PDF. Uh, for how you can choose a tool and it is a, a tool comparison sheet where you can understand um, um, you know is it pc compatible mac web-based or and is there is a free version that you can try um, and we will just try and walk through some of these options so that you uh, can can help you to choose the tool that's maybe correct for you so lars um what do you have on do you i think you made a little short list for yourself or didn't you? <laughs> no well just you know to to just reflect on what you just said with with the different tools uh, i did a a speech a gtd speech for a, um, a danish clothing company um last week and as always the attendees were really curious hey let me see a gcd system what does it look like uh -huh. what does it look like and and um, you know we could could talk about that but it really is just so different and, and that is why we yeah. have this episode right because there is mm. no right tool for everyone there is no right way to do it for everyone so it's mm. i think it's one of the challenges with gtd is to figure out what what works well for you and that's you know hopefully this episode will help you reflect on what uh, what could uh, could work well for you 
Um, but no, I don't have a specific shorthand. Um, like you said, we have the nice uh, list from the from the PDF uh, that we have with our uh, our work with with crucial learning. Um, so uh, perhaps we could use that as a starting point to uh, to walk through mm -hmm. and just you know uh, where where we're most familiar with them. Uh, you know, share our awareness and experiences with the different tools. Mm. I think that might maybe it's a good idea that we start with a kind of a little disclaimer that we normally would do when we talk about tools is that a, a fool with a tool is still a fool. Just a little <laughs> reminder. <laughs> Just because of uh, this, uh, this idea, it is, uh, of course, important that you uh, understand the getting things done methodology good enough so that you can build a system anywhere, really. If you don't understand exactly what you are doing with any tool, you will get, you know, varying results. And uh, one of the things I've seen many, many times that the GTGers who start up with a clean getting things done um, by the book system, as over time may migrate into something that's not getting things done. And there's nothing wrong with that. But know that the getting things done methodology for building up your lists is based on 30 years of research. You might vary on that, of course, make your own system within the, the let me call it the framework of getting things done. But know that if you diverge from that, you can get totally different results. Have you, have you seen this with people that your system evolve away from getting things done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that happens uh, happens all the time. Uh, so so they, you know, we can tend to overcomplicate things if the tool allows us. I think there is sort of this this balance between the the process and awareness of GCD, and then the the tool and what the tool allows and what it supports. And I, mm -hmm. I find that that is actually one of the things that has been most probably most interesting for me in the last six months is to notice that shift in how I think about GCD, how I use it how the different tools with the functionality that is available on the different platforms, how that affects mm. my way of working GCD. So that can be for good or bad. I think, <laughs> you know, we can really uh, make it, make it a lot more complicated for ourselves and we mm. can also make it um, a lot, lot easier. And if, you know, I think there were some things that I was made aware of when I made the shift from to do is to, uh, to reminders, some things that I could, uh, could do differently. And I think adding, uh, adding notes, uh, the notes applications and that also opened up some new, new thing ways of thinking similar to when I started using mind node for mind maps and well wow mm -hmm. that actually does make a difference for me when I when I draw this out visually as opposed to just making mm -hmm. a list in a word document or whatever hmm. yeah yeah sure and and uh, one of the things that I I want to stress before we get into the tools part is that don't overcomplicate the things we've both Lars been and I've been on a long journey uh, on simplifying our getting things done system and practice and uh, it is less is often more um, have the you know a lot of gtgers they they <laughs> with all due respect all microsoft engineers but uh -oh. i just want to tell <laughs> tell something is that you know, as a, as a long-term microsoft user of of for instance outlook for so many years i found that uh, Microsoft engineers has a tendency of just, oh, that's a feature. Hmm, let's put that in. And then, oh, this is also something that could be beneficial. Let's put that in. And then you have, an, uh, you know, an, um, a software has all the bells and whistles you can ever wish for, but you can't find it. 
It's mm. visually cluttered and difficult to find. And I know that this is something Microsoft has worked a lot on, but I'm, I'm more in getting things done land, more of the Steve Jobs. What can we take away from this without it breaking its core, you know, ways of doing things? So mm. that's my... No, and I totally more, agree. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a really a challenge because I, I add that Microsoft has been the, the best example of that with the words uh, functionality and the ribbons and the buttons and the, I mean, it was crazy, yeah. but I'm starting to see that elsewhere. I mean, that's part of what, what um, yeah. why I left to do is because they're just so adding so many features and it's great yeah. if you were just missing that feature, but it's just mm. so much. Um, and, the, and I'm worried that the same will, will happen. Google is, I think, somewhat mm. okay still when it comes to, to tasks. Um, mm. But if you look at Google Maps versus Apple Maps, there's so much information in Google Maps. Apple mm. Maps is still easier for me to work with, but it's mm. also getting worse. And I'm, um, yep. I'm really concerned with, with the, the reminders as well that they will continue to add uh, add features. Uh, and it'll, the, it'll blow They already again. have started that path. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm concerned as well. Yeah, so but but then back to uh, fool with a tool is still a fool. So know what's a good best practice of getting things done and and use that as basis for for your for your practice and and uh, practice within a tool. So one of the things that uh, Thomas, which I mentioned before, um, was concerned about is that there is a new version of OmniFocus coming out uh, somewhere. I think maybe this year. I don't remember he, what he he said, but um, and is it going to be less complicated? I don't know. Well, let's see, uh, mm. or worse. It's it is it is a um, it is a. Uh, how do you sell a software to someone and making sure that they stay interested and are willing to pay for your upgrades or your mm. subscription model if you don't add something differently? I would put that on, you know, turn it upside down, t take away things to make it easy for me to use. Uh, but yeah, but not all our GGDers that use these list managers and, and that some of them do. Um, it's easy to understand that they are not. So, okay, mm. enough pre-talk. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk tools. So. So, where would you like to start, Lars? Well, where is well your... maybe we can start at the top uh, with mm -hmm. the, because Microsoft Outlook is the first application on that list, and um, I think that is, uh, at least in Denmark, the most uh, most commonly used list manager when it comes to in-house uh, seminars. Because in mm -hmm. in Denmark, we have a really you know a lot a lot of companies are, are using uh, Microsoft as their uh, sort of a base platform. Mm -hmm. So it's really a tool that we that we use a lot to get uh, get people set up on um it's available everywhere it has a, a nice app especially the to-do app so it's it's been i don't know what your experience is modern but it's been a very it's a really fragmented with regards to what version that people are on right now and there's a, a pretty big shift in how microsoft to do is actually integrated into uh, to outlook um so i see that in you know different places different companies how quickly they migrate to newer versions and and what is available there um but mm. taking a step back uh, as an overall application outlook is great um it's a very nice simple list manager uh, the web version and then the, the version that you might already have in Outlook or, or perhaps not. It's the old version from Wunderlist, for those of you who remember that from back in the day. Um, great software, nice and simple, very comparable to, to Apple Reminders and other basic list managers. 
not that much flexibility with regards to folders and subfolders and uh, and uh, and and really if you need that kind of yeah exactly for good or bad right uh, and yeah. so i always try to Keep push that as a positive yeah. exactly exactly so so definitely a, a good place to start and and especially the integration between mail um the um calendar app the mm -hmm. uh, the to-do app that that kind of integration where you can actually grab mm -hmm. that mail and put it on your list um it's, it's actually a very nice implementation right now with the, the new version of outlook i think mm. what's your take um well, I like uh, Microsoft to do, and we teach people how to use this. So I have, uh, you know, hands-on experience for a long time. And um, what I would like to stress is that um, uh, the Microsoft development team has um, created a roadmap, and this is going to scare a lot of you. So grab onto someone you hold <laughs> there and there, because now there's a, a scaring little piece of information there. They have said very clearly that we will not continue development of um, Outlook as a desktop version program after, uh, well, this was maybe three months ago. So two years, two years and three months. They said two and a half year when I read this the first time. So that might scare some of you um, because you love your Outlook. Um, but, uh, and what is instead, it will be the Outlook, um, you know, the, what's it? I, I'm, I'm confused. Microsoft 365 is the new word, word for this or the, the online mm. version? What's that called? Not sure. It has Office 365 or something. I think it's called Microsoft 365. But any, anyway, the, the web version of Outlook is going to be developed and continued. And that is uh, still a very simple tool but ha that has the 95% of what you need in your everyday life and what the 5% will come later if it is not there, I think. Um, and one of the things I would highly recommend people is that you... And this is my suggestion if you're going to go down that route is to use, if you use Chrome as your base um, browser for browsing the web, and then use uh, Edge if you have, um, um, uh, if you have a, a PC or then maybe Safari and, you know, you make a dedicated uh, uh, communication browser. That's a good idea. Safari and Chrome could be a combination where where you are um, operating on um, uh, the edge as your you know, Outlook calendar, mail and to do. These three could live there and that's what I suggest that you look at. And you can also even in Edge, you can pin it as a <clears throat> to the taskbar so it looks like an app like you're normally used to if you have your you know the muscle memory goes to the, the the outlook icon it can still be an outlook icon on your taskbar in your pc so and uh, the reason i'm saying this is because it's going to be the future proof um, system that's not going to fail you in the future when microsoft starts to give outlook uh, desktop uh, version and the other desktop version less love uh, so, so that might be a, a something you can consider, and it has some additional function functionality when it is in the browser. For instance, you can open uh, the to do as click on the to my uh, my day or uh, the my day uh, icon on your t in the toolbar, and then you can drag and drop emails from your inbox or preferably your archive. You archive and then drag from archive to to the, um, the my day sidebar and then you can create a task of that 
a next action out of that email if that's what you want and then you don't have to, you can get very easily become a, an inbox zero hero so um, <laughs> and and it creates a, a link back to that email inside the task which is you can't do as far as i know directly in um, in the desktop version have you that's not changed has it no, same? I think that the uh, think that still works uh, works fine. That was always the challenge with this transition phase that you know the Outlook was migrating towards to do, but not really. Mm. And then if you were in the uh, the app on 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 Windows, for example, the link would work mm. okay. If you were then in the web, it wouldn't. But then if you made it on the web, it would link to the web, and then you wouldn't open it in Microsoft. Mm. It was just a you know a messy uh, in that mm. transition phase. I, there's probably no better way that they could have done it. Uh, I'm, I'm mm. sure they did the, the best possible way, but it's just, it, it was messy in that period. So for those who are now at the uh, at the Outlook version where they see the icons on the top left, as opposed to on the mm. bottom left, um, so on the left-hand side of the screen, uh, then uh, they should be in a, in a better place. Hmm. Yeah, so, but the integration is, you know that we talked about Apple Reminders. I'm sure we will return to that in a moment, but the Apple Reminders are, um, or is um, uh, very close to to-do, and it has some of the same functionality, like hashtags works not exactly the same, but um, has some of the same functionality. And it is easy to create a, a simple list system in there that's on your phone, it's on your, uh, tablets on your wherever you are pc mac anywhere um so so that's microsoft to do and we can go and have a quick look i think uh if you feel we've exhausted to do now um, um have a look at um outlook tasks which is the mm -hmm. precursor or the the old cousin or something of to do <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 uh, the, if I understand correctly, this is it's a long time since I worked with uh, the tasks version, and there are setup guides out there for getting things done. For if you are in the US, you can look at the gettingthingsdone.com and find the store, and you can buy download a task setup guide that will help you set up tasks. If you are on an older uh, Exchange server, that's probably your only solution to have integration with your tasks and and your um, what's that called um, uh, your email so you can create you can copy a task into an email <clears throat> to have access to is after the fact and uh, but to do is is a little you know um, sorry tasks is a little old ish but it is an alternative and there are ways of uh, structuring that with uh, um, with a setup guide. What, what what is your recommendation about tasks? Do you have any ideas how to use that? Do you remember? I've used tasks for a number of times. Uh, yeah. You know, back in my consulting days, uh, we would always you know go out to a client and we would get client laptops and that would be a Windows PC with Outlook pre-installed. So so used uh, Outlook tasks as uh, as my list manager for a number of times, and it's certainly good. I think you know almost anyone that I come across today are now on on the to-do version but certainly if you are on tasks um it, it works fine it you can create your lists I think really if you're not 
yeah, what I'm trying to say is that the visually, the, the, the old tasks version, I mean, the UI didn't change for 15 years. I think it was, it was really the same as in 2007. <laughs> uh, it, it was really the, you know, I remember it from, you know, mm. working with it back then. So, um, but, but tasks work fine. Um, and you can create your quick steps in Outlook to integrate easily emails over into your tasks list mm. and, you know, all that stuff worked really well. Um, so, mm. so tasks, uh, can certainly work fine in Outlook. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Do you know if, um, have you looked through the, the setup guide from David Allen company for, uh, tasks lately to see if the, the, any of the things that you mentioned now, like the quick steps are there? I don't know off the top of my head, um, okay. but I wouldn't, you know, the, the big change that I remember from back in the day, and you probably do mm -hmm. too, whether when we went from using categories as lists to using the actual folders mm -hmm. as lists, because that also yeah. lines up with how to do handles it. Yeah. Uh, I think that was sort of the, the mm -hmm. biggest change. Yeah. The, and the idea is also that if your company has an older exchange server where you only have Outlook and Outlook tasks you don't have to do yet, uh, when they at some point in the future migrate to Office 365 version of, of uh, Exchange, then uh, you will have that in your system already. It will be part of your, uh, you know, tasks will then become to do uh, automatically. They migrate. So when you're, you're ready, you can then just go there. So, hmm. Hmm. yeah. So on the list that we uh, have is an Apple Reminders, which is there and there to our heart. Are you ready to move there, Lars? Mm, happy to. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really love about Apple Reminders is the, the tight integration to the Apple ecosystem of apps. Um, and uh, also the, the, uh, the uh, integration with Siri, which makes, makes it a lot easier to create tasks um, for your inbox. Uh, fast and easy, um, but I, <laughs> I, I am now remembering that I showed this, my system to to some uh, uh, poor new GGDer who saw my system and was kind of like blown away with the complexity <laughs> that I built it up. It is simple as a GTD system, but it has a lot of folders and a lot of you know the way a, a GTD system can work if you're a seasoned GTDer for and used it for a long time, uh, but. Uh, start simple, just really start simple. That's what I want to give you uh, that. But, and, and try and figure out how to use Siri. That would be my second um, um, suggestion for uh, capturing things, but also for um, location-based reminders or time-based reminders, which is a uh, gold. And you can also uh, have um, Bluetooth-connected uh, Reminders, which is uh, if you if I get in the car, I need to I need I want to be notified about this. So if I I know that there is the gasoline prices down today, and I and I want to know that if I get into my car, I want to buy gasoline today, then that's a way of getting that reminder when I start the car and the the, the my phone connect to the um, to the Bluetooth, I will get that notification. So um, and I also like the simplicity. Uh, sorry, the simplicity of the ecosystem, which is that you can use, if you're on a Mac, you can use hashtags on almost anything. And if you do a spotlight search, which is the command space uh, um, command that you can use, touch command space, and you will have a little search field. And if you search then for your hashtag, 
which is then your prof preferably your your uh, decide outcome name has a hashtag in it then you, everything related to that will be in one search no matter where it is on your computer so if you for instance have hashtag uh, uh, refurb cottage then the refurb cottage hashtag will return every search result that has that in it so that's might that might be an, an idea for you to to look into yeah so i've uh, set it up um but you know overall if we take a step back um it's uh which platform should you choose i mean that's also part of the starting question right and and for us since we are both uh, on on uh, on Max, uh, we did the our tools walkthrough episode not too long ago, so so won't mm. uh, reiterate that. Um, but it's really, um, um, you know, it makes sense for us because we we are at least it's a good option for us because we are yeah. are Mac based both of us. Um, absolutely use the location based uh, stuff, uh, getting into the car, getting out of the car. I know there will be a location based trigger when I approach my home today because there is a package waiting for me that I need to go and pick up. I don't know what time I will leave the office, but I know that mm. as I'm driving there, there will be a notification that I most likely won't need to actually see the notification. I will just be reminded that, oh, yep, that buzzing in my pocket, that means that I have to go get that, uh, that package. Um, mm. But otherwise, yeah, I'm uh, happy with the reminders now, happy with the simple structure. Again, if I were on Windows, I would definitely use Microsoft to do because so much of the functionality is uh, is identical with regards to the structures. You can make the fields that are available, uh, parameters, attributes that are available for anything that you that you add there. Um, I still manage without the, the hashtags and the searching across uh, everything. Um, again, part of my transition here was to really simplify. Um, and um, going from from Todoist, where I had a, a pretty complex setup, to now a much more more simple structure, which works fine for me now. Again, I think we spoke about this in the Year Tools episode as well. That uh, that it might be different in six months. Who knows, right? But mm. but for now, I, I really I have the system that fits the complexity that I of, of how I want to experience these uh, these things. Mm. So I have my nice simple list now. I've really made it my my own. I have my own uh, groups. I have my own um, uh, lists. I have. Uh, None of the standard ones at the top with uh, today and completed and, and all of those are gone. And I only have the ones that I have created myself with the uh, custom filters. And, you know, so I did nerd a bit, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but um, I think coming back to what we, what we uh, related to what we spoke about earlier, we are, you know, very sensitive to what we see and what we don't see. So with regards mm -hmm. to the complexity of the tools and how they keep adding features, um, so making these simple little tweaks, stupid little example, I was really annoyed with the today view because I have that, I use that, I have six things on my list today that I need to get done. If I add a time to it, it's because I want to be reminded at specific times, so I don't want to see it on that list. By default, Apple adds that to the list, so I had to create my own smart list and add that to pin that to the top. So now I only see the ones that I hold there and not uh, time specific because I'll I'll be reminded about them separately. So little things like that. Um, so that's why Apple Reminder still uh, works works well for me now that I can go in and and make it my my own. But yeah, um, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, especially like you said, the integration across mail, across notes, across yeah everything basically, uh, it really is uh, is helpful. I noticed this yesterday. I had a, um, a coaching client who had done the same transition as I did. So he was on to do it, um, overwhelmed, lot to do, switched to to Outlook. 
I'm still uh, sorry switch to reminders still a lot to do <laughs> but mm -hmm. but much easier to work with just just more just more natural to work with I think that would be the best way for me to describe it that you know even though this was a new tool for him it's just natural for him to oh I'll drag that email I'll put it here mm. I'll add that tag I will create this list all of that just came came uh, more natural to him than I remember seeing in using Todoist. So certainly people using Todoist, familiar with it from, you know, for a long time, they'll be, mm. you know, very used to the way of working, but it's just, it was easy to see that it was just, yeah, natural to, to work with the, the list and the mm. system that way. Yeah. And, and as with all this system, you know, the list that you create, make sure that they are compliant to the getting things done thinking uh, that is going to be, or the framework, I've, I highly recommend that. And don't be uh, Microsoft, be Apple. Take away whatever you can take away without the, the, the system crumpling because it's, it's the system in itself is not, uh, it's the results the system yields that for you. And that's what you need to focus on. And a lot of people goes into the productivity pornography uh, trap, which is create a system that's so complex that you use more time to fiddle with your system than doing the real work. So don't do that, okay? <laughs> okay, uh, ready to move on? Uh, I know I've, I've not, I've used Evernote before as my getting things done system, but Evernote and OneNote are, you know, two flavors of the same thing. It's like an everything bucket as there used to be mm. the Evernote uh, um, well, slogan, I think at some point. And, and and therein lies also the problem, at least for me, because you are <laughs> you, you have the, the, the OneNote is very good for note taking and, uh, you know, creating structures and, and books and within books. And the same is with Evernote. And I remember one of the things that like hit me, uh, kissed kid, uh, uh, common sense, kissed me on the forehead and said, duh, <laughs> Morton, you are you are mixing up actionable items with non-actionable items and that's mm. my biggest fear with with uh, OneNote and Evernote is that uh, that's a possibility because then you see things you need to do something about uh, together with things you don't have to do something about and that in itself um, is problematic but but you've used uh, OneNote for your GTD system for a long time haven't you Be or before mm, yeah mm. so yes yeah, so I take think... on OneNote I would guess that let's say 20, 2012 to 2017, I think for like five mm -hmm. years, it was actually my, my, my list manager. Uh, wow. Sounds crazy to, <laughs> to say that uh, because it really, it, 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 it was, you know, again, great because yeah, it's like the everything system. You can do everything in there. You can know, mm. you can make your list. You can even integrate with uh, with uh, Outlook tasks. Uh, at least back then, um, you could, um, uh, you know, set up your list. You could draw on the side of it. I mm. had my Surface and a pen, and uh, well, I don't know if it was back then actually, mm. but there, you know, so much flexibility. Add PDFs, add mm. images, links, and and everything. Um, but it also required so much more maintaining. So again, mm. I had a, a, a pretty nice system, I think, with regards to having an, an inbox set up. Uh, that's also, I think, one of the challenges that I see with both Evernote and OneNote is that there will be a tendency to mix capturing with your lists. So really yeah. having a, a clear separation between those two is, is critical. Um, so having a good inbox, that worked fine for me. Having a section for my next actions list uh, also worked fine. It's nice and easy to, to add to it. Nice and easy to have the links also between different uh, note 
books. So if I had, you know, different checklists, for example, mm. uh, I have my weekly review checklist. I still still have that actually in, in OneNote today. Mm. Um, that works very fine with, I have a yearly checklist as well that every month I want to check in on. So I have a link in my weekly review checklist to that yearly checklist. Um, mm. So I still use that um, frequently. That would be then on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so happy with that. Um, I was happy with my projects list. I had my, actually all of my horizons of focus in there as well um, as as lists uh, back in back at that time. So the the key the, it worked well for me, nice and easy to make lists. But the maintenance of it and the complexity that it mm. sneaks out of you because you just start to make things more complex. Or at least I did. Um, yeah. So so me having too. those lists and checking things off and I. At some point, at least uh, there was a phase I remember where it was really nice to, I would check things off as I made them, you know, completed different actions and would write new ones. And then as part of my weekly review, I would go in and clean out. So I would, mm-hmm. uh, that, that all the done ones, I would move them down. And that was sort of a nice reflection on, hey, I got some stuff done this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was more of a, <laughs> it was more work than, than the, the satisfaction it, it gave me to actually move them mm-hmm. around. So um, overall, I think um, for some people, for the right people, uh, it can actually be a, a good system because it also, you know, can help you slow down a bit. So um, I think overall OneNote, um, yeah, I'm, I still use it, like I said, for, for my weekly review checklist. We use it for reference, which we will talk about in another episode. Um, yeah, quite happy with it. Mm. And just make sure that you don't um, mix reference and actionable items together in one. Mm. Yeah, because I remember that was one of my, you know, one of the things that really helped me when I understood what I was doing and kind of like the moment and uh, cleaned that up. Mm. So, um, should we move on to Google Tasks, maybe? Yeah, unless there are any differences from your perspective when it comes to Evernote, uh, because we. Yeah, they will be, like you said, close, uh, closely related. I don't know yeah. if there was a it's, different experience there. Well, um, I've stopped using Evernote a long time ago, but what I remember from that experience is that you can create tasks, you can create um, lists, you can create books where you can nest them and create a GTD structure. But it has mm-hmm. them uh, and where you can, you know, take things off. And But it isn't as fluent uh, for getting things done, um, things uh, sorry, getting things the getting things done methodology as it is, for instance, with Microsoft To Do or, or you know OmniFocus or any of the other tools, when you mark something off, it disappears. It just it will then stay there on that list uh, as I remember it. So it, it is. Uh, have a look if you like it. Use mm. it. Just don't mix actionable non-actionable okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well the next one on the list i know you're you're familiar with the good old omnifocus yeah um well uh okay so uh, uh, omnifocus is um, a tool created by the omni group uh, which was my go-to tool for so many years since uh, version 0.9 i think something like this and it is a it is a really is a really good GTD tool. Uh, the only um, negative side that it is it has the potential of creating a system that becomes a monster. <laughs> there's there's a lot of functionality there where you can create perspectives. It's called where you can have specific views of what you need to see when you need to see it, and the, 
and and for me um i spent so so much time trying to understand how it worked and i used you know looked at a lot of youtube videos it becomes a bit of productivity pornography for me personally um and um you know it's taking time to understand your system uh, i have a personal interest in that as a also as a professional one because we teach those these tools to people so we have to know them and uh and it became a bloated animal that I decided to just <laughs> slaughter, slaughter at some point. Or not, not the the the, the, um, the the system in itself, but the content got bloated, and my system got too complex, and I have to just have to restart everything. And it is mm -hmm. a really good getting things done system. It has location-based reminders. One of the things I really like is that you can have lists that will. Um, activate when you are in a specific location. We only have location-based uh, tasks in, in Apple Reminders. That is, if I make a reminder uh, for I have to buy this when I get to this shop, it will not remind me of all the other that has the same. You can't mm -hmm. make, for instance, a, a context call at the mall um, and make that when I get to the mall, I want that to show up on my phone with all the lists uh, that OmniFocus can do for you. So I really mm. like that feature. Um, yeah, and and it it is it is a really good tool. So have a look at it. It's but beware, don't make it too more complex than you need to, and um, you know uh, keep it simple. <laughs> That's my best. So so have you have you looked at it before, Lars? Yeah, very little. But the, the user interface uh, is something that I really struggle with. Uh, I won't uh, necessarily describe it how I've previously described it, but let's just say that the, the user interface never never clicked uh, clicked for me. Um, but I've always been, you know, the structure I could m pretty much rec uh, you know recreate into to do is, but uh, especially the defer dates. The defer dates was always the mm. thing for me. It's like, ah, wow, well, that looks good yeah. because. Um, exactly. I'm just the type of person where um, the someday maybes for me, many of them I will want mm. as a date specific reminder in the mm. future. Uh, inst yeah. Instead, I don't need to see them there. I just need to put them on a separate list. Um, but then mm. that's where the defer dates were really, really mm. cool. So it would hide it from you until a specific date that you would have had then entered, uh, if I understood the functionality mm. correctly. Um, and that was always sort of, wow, mm, that looks good because. Uh, Basically, I think almost all other tools will have a, a due date. They they all have mm -hmm. that, but that defer date hide it from me until <laughs> X date. Mm, that that did sound uh, that did sound interesting. So was always mm. very uh, drawn to that. And you know, I know so many GCDers that are really really happy with uh, Todoist. They they really like it. Worth noticing that you know this is. Uh, um, uh, noted as uh, not having a PC app, only a Mac app. I don't know if that might then change with the future version, or if it's still, or they will switch to web as well. I, if I understand correctly, this is uh, going to be. Um, um, uh, it's it, it is well. I don't know what the future will bring, but they have had a um, a simplified web app t uh, before. That, has, hmm. that doesn't have all the bells and miss, miss, missiles and it's more like a way to get um, the way it, it came across to me is that it's a simplified way of if you're on a PC you can for, for instance say that I need to do something about this link here or I have a link to an email here I need to do something about that email later so let me just capture that so I can get back to hmm. it when I can so um, and, and it's, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles so 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, moving on to Google Tasks, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have let's, you played around with that? Very little. Um, we've done it a couple of times where we have had in-house seminars for companies on the Google Suite. So we have, mm -hmm. uh, I've been working with that over time. Um, no apps for for Windows or for uh, for Mac, uh, but has mm. a you know as you are probably expecting from Google a very excellent uh, version available on the on the web side of things. Um, mm. So again, very simple list manager, very simple structures that you can create easily to very nicely integrated with uh, with email. That was one of the things that I actually considered switching to because we are on the Google suite in, in Vital Learning and might actually make sense to um, to to use Google Tasks to to manage all of this. Um, and mm. from what I worked with, where you can go in and create your simple lists, add the things, again, very comparable back to uh, to reminders and to do, I think, a bit less uh, functionality compared to the two, but that may have changed since um, since I last tried. Um, but but worked uh, very well, and again, I think the the email integration and the simplicity was was key for me. Um, I think again coming back to your, I think we're back to personal preference here with regards to. So if I had, if I were on, I could choose a Windows PC or a Mac, or I could have the web version. So I could in theory use both to do and reminders and, and Google Tasks. Um, I think I would miss that that standalone app. Uh, to have them have them separately. I did try out, and mm. there were some different things available last time I tried. Again, these things update really quickly, um, so so that may have changed since last time. Um, but it seemed to be sort of you would live in email, and then you would have the tasks, or you could have a separate separate view. But it would always be sort of a a part of another view. And I like to you know to keep the the simplest of lists, so I missed that that part of the functionality. But but certainly, mm. if you're in the Google environment, if you have an Android phone. Uh, I think there are apps available for that, right? So, um, so it might work uh, work well for you, similar to how you and I use it when it comes to uh, to reminders. Mm. Well, um, I have um, th taught people how to use Google uh, Tasks before, or uh, Google Reminders, that is, is called somewhere. Um, and it has a, a, an app for all the places that you need to be, but the PC and but the Mac, they don't have standalone apps as at, at least last time I checked. So, um, and one of the things that you might want to consider using, um, using, uh, your, uh, you know, um, PC, if you're on PC, you would use it on uh, inside Chrome, for, for instance. And then you will just have this little sidebar that comes up that is, that is your whole system. But there, there are available some plugins that will uh, create a full screen version of your, um, you know, the Google tasks. So it looks mm. a little bit more like a you know, regular task manager. Uh, or a list manager, and um, so, so that that is a possibility you might want to look into. Um, the, the the my my biggest gripe is that it doesn't have that full screen um, or not full screen, but a, you know full scale app. It's just a sidebar mm -hmm. where you can't see the structure at the same time as you see the a task. So you, you should be able to see your list of next actions at the same time you look at your your desired outcomes, or at least I think so. 
So, <laughs> so that's my say, biggest That might gripe. actually be a feature for me that yeah. you would only see that. Uh, I've actually yeah. started to play around with, with that more and more. Also, with mm. when it comes, for example, the mail app on the iPad, mm. right? If you resize the window now, you can make it that small that it only shows one email. So I only yeah. look at that one thing and then yeah. I can swipe and respond and all that. Then the next yeah. one shows up. So yeah. I might actually consider that a, a feature. But no, and, yeah. and, and also perhaps worth mentioning, like we spoke about in the pre-show, that um, the Mac OS Sonoma feature where you can have mm. these uh, web apps. And I know you've, you've, I think you've been able to do that for a while on Windows. Mm. Um, so you could actually consider that if you if you combine the two to have actually a, a standalone app on, on your Mac or PC. Yeah, so so for those of you who got, what did he say now? Well, there's a new feature of Safari <laughs> under Sonoma, which means that you can create an app of a website. So it's a standalone app that you can call as an app. And uh, it looks like, um, like if you use, we, I use Google Calendar, I think you do too, Loris, um, mm-hmm. for this and some other apps that we use, or sorry, some often uh, frequently used uh, websites that uh, we use, you can use that. So you have a standalone for this and it, it makes sense. Um, you can then open it as an app. But, yeah, um, and again, coming back to what you said about Outlook development, uh, this, is, uh, this is where we're heading. Yeah, it is. It is on, uh, the, the, the future is on the web and the, 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 our internet is faster and faster and the, the servers, our servers are faster and faster, which means that they can serve a lot of information in a short span, uh, time, span of time. And it makes it a lot easier to use your, your, um, you know, your browser as a full scale app because it's actually faster than working and and the idea here is that if you <clears throat> if you access a server on on outlook inside your outlook app desktop app on your pc uh, you will access the server from that it will go and pick the email and put it in your outlook and then if you send one it will send it uh, uh, from your outlook uh, via the server which means that there is one um, um, if you take away that that uh, just shorten the distance between the the server who served the the information and the the user then uh, it's faster it's just the way it is so like if you ever try to delete a lot of emails or archive a lot of emails from from outlook desktop version it, you know that it takes a lot of time because your your server has to say yes i take that email i put it there yes 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 acknowledging uh, i've done this and now give me the rest and that uh, acknowledgement and uh, say yes give me the next is is taking a lot of time so working directly on the service a lot better so okay um the next next on the list is Google Keep, and I don't have a lot of things to say to that, but it is kind of like a notes, notes app. It's not a GTD system. You can build something that looks like a GTD system. It is for the people who are in G Suite or, or someone somewhere else. Uh, do you have anything to say about Google Keep, Lars? Except well, I think um, um, you know, looking down the the list here, I think Espen, I think used to be uh, so in, in Norway, used to be on on uh, Evernote. I seem to remember Martin as well had some experience mm. with it in Sweden. 
but perhaps not as a full system. Um, Google Keep, I seem to remember Yuka in Finland uh, demonstrating mm. a GTD system there. Um, mm. But like you said, it's it's more comparable to the Notes app on on on, mm. on the Mac as well. It seems to be more mm. more related to actually making uh, making notes. Um, mm. But you could create a, a pretty cool system. I seem to remember that from from what Yuka demonstrated back then, creating mm. these different notes. Um, mm. And and as you would expect from Google, the search functionality is is extremely good. Uh, so good, you could yeah. do your links between your projects and next actions. Uh, have related support material with that same tag. Have reference mm. material with that same tag. Um, so that seemed to work uh, very well. Um, one thing that I also remember from uh, Yuka's demonstration on Google Keep back then was the ability to assign notes to people. So he would have mm. a checklist. We are going skiing. This is the checklist that we all have. And his kids were old enough that he would then assign it to them, right? So instead of mm. packing everything as I might be doing or my wife mm. might be doing uh, when we were going skiing, um, he would just assign it in, in Google Keep. So um, it was pretty cool. I, I did play around with it again as part of um, working with a, a client on this. And um, it has some fun features in there. Again, the UI for me with the post-it notes just uh, doesn't appeal to me as a GTD system. It was uh, it was uh, challenging for me to see. I know there were different views out there uh, that you could then change to make it look like a list. But it, for me, it's it sort of more lent itself to be a really cool reference uh, system. So perhaps that's yep. that's probably more where I would use it. Yeah, too, um, so. That being said, I think this episode must be the one where we will get the most comments. <laughs> be them, this, uh, I can imagine every time we talk about a tool and there's someone out there using that tool, no, you can use it for this and this and this. So happy yeah. to, I'll, I'll look forward to all the all the comments and all the things mm. that we might have gotten wrong in this uh, yeah. episode. <laughs> Morton and Lars are getting things wrong. Yes, things that wrong. happens. <laughs> so, so if 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 we made some mistakes or or said something that you said, oh no, this is correct. Go to either Lars or my um, YouTube um, page and make comments there so that we can yeah. re rectify that a little time yeah. and give us give our. You are absolutely correct. We stand corrected. So if you make some, and you will find the links to the YouTube uh, channels in the, the uh, what do you call it? The podcast uh, show notes. Show notes. Thank you. Okay, should we move with, on to something that British used accent. To... Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh dear. Let's, uh, let's switch to uh, to the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which, course, which I will do in Australian. Um, no, yeah, uh, Todoist obviously was my uh, my app of choice for a long time. So I think there was a, a time originally when I would be switching between. So for like ten years, I think I would have parts of my system on Outlook as part of consulting assignments. My first system was on Remember the Milk. Then I was on OneNote, and then I was on Todoist, and now I'm on Reminders. That's sort of the overall um, journey that I've been uh, been on with uh, with regards to system. Like now, a tools uh, gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 15 years now, so I think it's uh, it, I've made some switches over the years, and uh, yeah, Todoist was was really great for for the longest time. Has uh, you know, I was cross platform, so that's nice, and it has a PC app, has a has a Mac app, and uh, nice on the website as well, really well made, and you could also almost argue that the website for the most part would be sufficient for for most people. There were some integrations with drag and drop and hotkeys and things like that. that 
would only be available in the app, but otherwise the web version was really fantastic and, and really well well built, very, very solid. Um, has a lot of the functionality that you would expect from a list manager and a lot of the terminology in there aligns with GTD as well. So you would have the inbox at the top, you would have the projects below. There were some uh, date specific uh, things that will automatically show uh, show up. You could organize a lot, perhaps too too much, with regards to to creating projects and sub projects and sub sub projects. And within those uh, projects, you could create next actions or tasks and sub tasks and sub sub tasks and sub sub. There were really you know a lot of layers, uh, nine layers at some point. I think if we now my blood the, pressure uh, rises. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Um, so, so it's um, again when you need that kind of complexity and the, the organizational capabilities. So, you know, if you need that in your GCD system list manager, then something like Todoist is a great option. And it's um, you know they continue development, continue adding features for for good or bad, as we've spoken about. Um, I, I you know it's 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 pretty impressive what the tool is able to do now with the different mm. Kanban boards, how you can work with teams, how you can assign tasks. Um, there's so much you can do in there um, that I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes I miss. Uh, there is, you know, and the user interface is nice still. I still think it's nice. There's just so much that I don't need. So that is, I think, the, yeah. the, the sort of overall reason why I would make the switch to a, a more simple system. Mm. I, I'm, I've been, you know, dabbling around with um, Todoist, playing around with it. I'm not used it as a GTD system, so, so I'm, um, but I have a, a couple of clients that have been using Todoist on the PC and used uh, the Outlook plugin, and that was a bit flaky uh, mm, at some point. Is it still flaky? Do you know, do you have any news they, on that? They recognized that themselves and they made a completely new one from scratch, um, but mm -hmm. I never saw it working well. It was also limited okay. in functionality. So the integration, for example, with, with Gmail was part of the reason why I had, was, was so happy with it as well, because mm -hmm. when you have Gmail, you have the Chrome plugin. There are two different yeah. ones, one for just capturing, mm -hmm. one for integration for with email. The one mm -hmm. with email was really, really good um, you yeah. know so it would take your um, email it would you could convert it into next actions with the right shortcuts you could put it on the right list with the right tags mm. um very very good um yeah. and it used to have a good um functional free version and it it says that in the tools matrix as well for those of you who will look at the, the pdf um it i would perhaps argue that this is not so much the case anymore they they made a switch with regards to what is available in the free version and i think mm. unless they've changed it since i looked you're going to create five projects so for mm. most gtders out there that you will have more than five projects <laughs> right so um so so it um but again it's it, i think for the functionality that you get uh it's mm. very cheap so so mm. um to do it would would certainly um still be high on my list with regards to recommendations yeah. on on uh, on gcd systems yeah, I just want to pause there for for a second and talk about cost. Is that uh, what what is the cost of your peace of mind? You know, is mm, it worth yeah. a beer or two a month? Uh, I said yeah. yes. Probably for most of you, you can have more calm with a good list manager than two beers a month. So so don't be don't be uh, what you call it. Um, what what is the word of that? <laughs> Sorry, cheap or don't be cheap. Yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah. Don't be cheap. Um, if if you find a tool that you like, it it will help you. It might be that you can get away with the free version, but if it costs money, pay for that. And 
Mm, feel yeah. the calm and zen-like feeling comes when you have your getting things system up and running well and without <laughs> too many problems. So, okay, should we move on to? Uh, we are running a little out of time. We're going to have a record long episode here, so maybe well, we will. I think we will be quicker on the remaining ones. I think it made no, sense okay. to spend a bit more time on the on the top yeah. one because those are more common. Um, mm. And again keep those comments coming because I know there are a lot of specialized mm. GCD tools out there that I'm sure yeah. many of the listeners that we normally have listening mm. will, will recognize. Um, no, yeah. I think the next one on the list is Remember the Milk. And I already yeah. mentioned that I used to use that. I love that it's still out there, that it's on the list. It was the first thing that I came across back then. Again, very simple list manager, very solid, um, nice, clean interface was very happy with that still exists with regards to both having apps on windows on mac there's a web version as well um yeah so it's been a while since i looked at it but back then um used to to work with it all the time used to print it when i did my weekly review that's how short the lists uh, lists were um yeah no remember the milk it works uh, worked worked really well for me back then and I have no idea how it works because I never put my hands on it. So moving on. <laughs> uh, something I have had my hands on, but that's a long time ago, is things. Um, things used to be very GDD-like, and now they're they're widened. Their like OmniFocus did call contexts context for the longest time now they call it i think tags if i'm not wrong and i think they, they've done the same uh with things um mm -hmm. do you have any hands on on that lately i don't remember no but i do have i have seen it a, a couple of times with the coaching clients who have worked with the things um mm -hmm. seems to be really nice and that would have been you know uh, the i i probably would have chosen that um if i if, if reminders was not an option. And the reason mm -hmm. I would probably go for reminders was to keep it as simple as possible, be very familiar with the tool that is available for anyone who has an iPhone. So mm -hmm. if, if that was not my sort of primary goal, if I were not using and um, you know teaching gcd um mm. i i might have gone for things because that ui looks really really nice looks very appealing also from a functionality perspective um so mm. perhaps that um yeah, that would be would have been a good option for me again also because this is a, a mac specific uh, product it is and um i'm looking at the web page now let me just change the view so <laughs> I can see me and you can see me. Uh, no, the, the it it has a some some functionality that 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 I I like. Um, one of the things that I'm I'm not sure I would like to have is that it looks like you when you do um, projects you have uh, a little icon that shows you the progress of the project. That would probably just stress me. Um, <laughs> When, when I mean that, like uh, they have a little uh, ring that's, uh, you know, like a clock mm. that's more or less filled. And uh, I, pr I would prefer not to see that because then they, it, well, then it takes a step away from getting things done because it's you, you are going to do getting things done and the desired outcomes. You should have one task per project, which means that you will be, when you finish that last, you will fill that ring. And it kind of defeats the purpose of that, you know, ring. So, okay. But check it out. 
it, it looks it looks it's a visually appealing uh it's a, it's mm, it, it's absolutely. it's nice it's a nice looking um list manager um moving on to nirvana for gtd do you have anything to say about that well, um, no, I think the, we talked about things, uh, Nirvana, next one on the list is Workflow. Yeah, I think they sort of mm -hmm. come in the same category for me. Um, mm -hmm. Nirvana stands out for me as well. I know, know some Chinese GCDers that use this as well and uh, mm -hmm. are very happy with it because mm -hmm. that, that would also be one of the things that I would be considering things and, and Nirvana uh, would probably be the two main candidates if, if Reminders was not on the table. Um, mm -hmm. The key thing I remember Nirvana from was that I back when we had the GCD Summit uh, in, in Amsterdam, <clears throat> I was on a, on a boat uh, the day before it started with um, a number of different uh, people, really uh, fun group of people, and and one of them was uh, was the founder of uh, of Nirvana. Um, so don't have much to add about the the tool itself, uh, but the the guy behind it was just the, the nicest person that I ever met. So <laughs> that that is the you know how much I know about it. Yeah, um, I've I've not uh, looked at it um, at all uh, in depth. Um, neither with Workflowy. Um, uh, do you have something well, to say about it? have, because we at the summer camp this year, uh, yeah. we looked yeah, at we, work, we? <laughs> yeah, we, we looked at, but we didn't go in depth. So we That's had um, our coaching, um, uh, official co coaching client on stage uh, showed us his workflow uh, system. And um, yeah. Uh, but Lars, uh, are you ready to look at any do? Yeah, I think AnyDo also, uh, I haven't been a while since I've, I've worked with that, so so not too familiar with that. I think I would um, would be next on my list would be, be Trello. I don't know how much you work with mm -hmm. AnyDo. Uh, not at all. Uh, AnyDo, I haven't touched it. So, <laughs> so sorry, guys. But, um, uh, but Trello, I have touched. Uh, Trello, um, we did uh, some workshop for a big um, client of ours where we did, you know, we did do the seminar and then we do a um, uh, half day of setting up and using your tool workshop where you take everything you captured and get it into your system and then learning how to use the system with uh, teaching and coaching one one. And, uh, and uh, Trello has a really good, um, you know, it's, it's a board type of um, list manager um, you can look it up if you want to have a free version if i'm not mistaken and mm -hmm. so you can look look at it and um, um it is possible to build a gtd system there um it's not very difficult but what, what is difficult is that it has a lot of functionality outside of getting things done that might um, make things a bit prom problematic for you um like due dates and uh and, and other such things so but it, it is a it is a it is a functional getting things done system um possible to you know to build a good gtd system in there um and um and i've also looked at i don't know if you you Anything to add, Lars, on Trello? Yeah, I think, on. no, the Trello, uh, you know, we, we um, again, Yuka, I remember from Finland using it. I know some mm. Danish is using it as well. Um, also integration mm. with other applications um, that, mm. that work well with Trello. Um, for myself, I haven't used it as a GCD system. I've used it a number of times when working with, uh, you know, people in my network to help them 
get an overview of things because it seems mm. to have uh, just an appealing, you know, that you can drag and drop things and you have the different yep. board. It's sort of more yep. touchy that you, you, it, it seems, at least for the people that I've worked with, um, they have really appreciated that kind of user interface and you can, well, this is not done, this is done, this is in progress, that kind of simple overview mm. and you can share them, you can work with mm. people, you can, that that has seemed to, to work well for, for some people. So mm. again, I know some Danish GCDers that really like it as a GCD system. Um, so, so yeah, that can certainly, certainly yeah. work. And and it is it is really beautiful if especially if it could be it could work really well for you if you're part of a lean slash scrum based you know team the mm. company department um, way of looking at things because it's uh, it has those boards that you can drag and drop things and it's very visual and you know uh, not doing and doing and done uh, is possible to do so you can show people where you are at you can show your you can share the different boards there with others so they can follow your your progress so mm. um asana is the next on our list and i've looked at that many years ago and uh, i looked at it and i think wow they did a good job and then they went the microsoft route and i got okay this is getting too complicated yes. for me and i'm i'm now a man of a certain age but i've been into it for the longest time i love uh, technology and uh, I learned fairly fast uh, technology. So, when, but when I looked at Asana, it was like my mind started fuming because it wasn't intuitive for me. So <laughs> I gave it up. Where are you at Asana? No, I was very excited when when it came out. Uh, also, their their mission, and I thought it was really you know it could look like this was the GTD tool way of working with others. So that, that's that's what I thought, and I think tasks. To, to put it in the same category with the Monday.com, that that mm. it is sort of a more of a collaboration tool than a personal productivity tool. So um, that that's uh, again, I I was really happy with it. I actually played around and set up my own GCD system in there uh, for a very mm. short while because, like mm. you, it 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 seemed to be more leaning towards collaborating with others. And for that pr purpose, um, I think it would be probably probably great, a great option. Mm -hmm. um, but for, for a GCD system, that's, um, yeah. I I think there's, a, there's someone comes to mind, I don't remember who, but someone does use Asana that I know at least for, <coughs> for a GCD system. Mm -hmm. So it can certainly be, be done. Mm. Okay, moving on to Nosby. Um, and I remember Nosby from the early days, one of the first task managers that I've I looked at. And uh, it's I think uh, it's uh, a small team driven by a guy called Michael. I think he's Polish, and he um, he is if I'm uh, he's he was dedicated to getting things done at some point, but then he decided he will not be constrained like a lot of others do, constrained mm. by the GDD framework and went you know a little wider, which is good and bad at the same time. Um, but um, I've not used it in many years. Um, I know some people used it uh, a lot of years ago and was very happy with it. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about Nosby? 
No, I also just remember it from discussing it at the GCD summit, um, but yeah. but also not much more than that. I know that that the people that use it as a GCD system are very happy with it, but that's mm. uh, that's about the extent of my um, experience with it. Mm. Um, and the same goes for the for the last application on our list, yeah. the to do uh, the number yeah. two and the letters D O. Um, mm. Also, not something that I've worked a lot with. No, I've I've worked with uh, to do with a client before coaching a client. So I had to learn the tool, and, uh, and that is um, a tool that is not created to be a GTD tool, and it's um, it is fairly finicky to get it to work as a getting things done tool. Unfortunately, it has some base functionality, but if you want to create like context lists and connect them with your projects, that is a little finicky. Um, mm. I remember working with that for a, a long time and it didn't work very well. And uh, if, if it gets too finicky, you're, at least my client forgot how to use it. And then I came back and said, hey, it doesn't work like we, we, we thought it should be. Oh, yeah, because I don't remember how I, I'm going to do that. So we create <laughs> a, a, I created a little video for him that he can see over and over again until he gets it uh, <laughs> inside his, uh, you know, in, in, into habits. Um, and becoming a routine so it's, it is possible but it is a little finicky it is a way to especially the connection between the the side outcomes and the next actions if you want to separate them and which the gtg methodology asks you to do because it thinks it is the best way of doing things <laughs> yep um anything to add on the number two do the do to do no i think that's uh, that's about it um yeah i you know, it's it's fun to to walk through the the list and again really invite people to comment on your YouTube channel or on mine wherever they prefer yeah. um, to because I I can only imagine that there will be some listeners. Any do is the best application and right. Well, yeah. head on over to the comments, go in there and sell it. Outline why people should uh, should try that or yeah, how you would that. recommend that to people. Mm. Absolutely, share the, the different comments and reflections yeah. that you that you have. Um, um, we're looking forward to to yeah. reading them. Yeah, we will read them and we will reference your comment uh, in uh, a future episode. If you you write something that's not, oh, you guys suck, then we will not refer. But if you give us an explanation why you think we are wrong, uh, please do. And uh, and we will reference that in a future episode. Um, yeah. Good. Um, I think we have done the list. We are going to have this list in the in the show notes. Uh, so you can download the list and have it um, if you'd like and as a companion to when we walk through all the you know this is probably the longest episode ever we are closing one hour and ten minutes so hey guys sorry it was a long episode a lot of uh, software to cover um, will you take us out Lars happy to um, as always with the um, last part of the show just a quick uh, reminder of the GTD summer camp um we just two days ago had the first sign up from asia as well from hong kong so we will now have attendees from four continents so it's it yeah it's just so cool and uh yeah. i shared it with the organizing group and they were all you know so happy to and excited to see that so um so nice. gcd summer camp 2024 june 15 to 16 yep. in denmark um gcdsummercamp.com click on over there redirect you to the Danish Vital Learning website, mm. read more about the program. That's also where you can sign up. And yeah, mm. we hope to see you there. We do. And it is uh, Denmark at that time of year is beautiful. 
and um, if you if you ever want to go to Denmark, this is a good excuse, and it's very affordable. Just two thousand four hundred mm. Danish kroner, and should cover you. It's it not will make sense for twenty five percent of our audience. This number will make sense, and for the rest, they have to <laughs> go. Google. Yeah, but then two thousand four hundred Danish kroner go into your your currency app, or just type it into Google and ask how much is. 2,400 Danish kroner in yeah, your currency, you will have that. Yeah, they will. Yeah. The other so, thing, but we it is to... affordable and it is without profit, non-profit. So, okay, Norris. The other thing. So that was gtdsummercamp.com. Yep. Click that already. You went there. You have looked through. Perhaps signed up. Thank you. Next website to go to vitallearning.eu because that is where you'll find all of the different information about our different offerings, links to mm -hmm. the country websites, head on over there, learn more about GTD, Crucial Conversations, etc. If you're outside mm -hmm. the Nordics Plus, then cruciallearning.com is the place to go to find your local partners. Indeed. And if you'd like to rate us somewhere in YouTube or your podcast listener, please do. It helps the discoverability of the podcast and at the same time um, you tell people that you appreciate what we do and uh, we appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs> so uh, normally I would end like I normally will end, which is thank you for listening. And until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye bye. Bye everyone.